0: Okay, good morning. Today's stuff is DAF Yud Dalid. We're still on Daph Yud. Gimel Hamud um, It's about two-thirds of the way down. It starts with Chut. Uh, so Khud M'Ru Shus HaM'Yu Kheres Le Mazik. The Mishnah said you're not liable in property that is owned by the Mazik. Very simply, you're sure something of yours wanders into my property and my ox or my dog attacks it. I'm not liable, says the Omar my boy, because he can say, What's your ox doing in my property? Then we mention if it's property owed by both the Nizak and the mazik So now we're gonna just discuss. Remember there's Karen, which you liable in um Rashus Harabim, and theoretically if you went to into someone else's property, you'd also be liable. The shame and regel, where the pasuk says "uviyabistay acher," when you, uh, when your animal grazes or tramples stuff in someone else's field. So how do we, how do we view property owned by both parties? So Amar Rav Chizda Amar Rav Dimi Chaser Ashutov in Chayav Bo Ala Shame VeAla Regel. Rav Chizda said in the name of Avdimi, Chaser owned by partners are liable for both shame and regel. And this is how you understand the Mishnah. Except for, uh, yeah, I should just go back and read the Mishnah to make it a little bit clearer, the issue we're trying to resolve. Uh, was the Mishnah? I don't know Okay, but either way the Mishnah says um the Mishnah says it's it's not clear where there's two lines where it says chutz as we just read, it says la mazic, and then it says Rabd Krisa says, Chutz Mishush Hamyuch departure, and he says as a separate pause Virishus Hanizak Vha Mazik and the property of the nizak and the Mazik, if it's a property owned in partnership. When you damage, the mazek is liable. So you see, he's reading those two phrases of chutzm rishus hanizak mazek as one phrase. That's rabchizda. And therefore, you're liable for Shane and regal if it damages in a. Kotz are owned by both parties. Rabbi Blazer Amir poter al shain v'al regel. Blazer says you potov al shain and regel. The hachikomer and this is what it's saying. Kotz mershus ha miuchezed la mazik, but shus ha nizak v'ha mazik. Except for property that is specific to the mazik and property that is for both of them. Nami poter, you also poter. And then as a separate clause, because shehizik haba mazik. And if he damages the mazik, is liable. That's latuyeh keren to include keren. So Rabbi Lata learns that again, it's where they putting the commas in the Mishnah. According to Rab Chizkiah, you join together urushus to say that you potu. Sorry, that's Rabbi Lata. And then the next clause, kashishu Mazik, is to teach that you liable for keren. Whereas according to Rabbi Chizda, no, you read it as Chus Mishus HaNizak, and then HaNizak when you damage your libel as one. So, Honechel Shmuel also fits in very well with Shmuel. Remember, Shmuel said that what when the Mishnah says, Shor, sure, that's um, Shame, and Mother, no, Shmuel says, Sure. Um, he says the Mishnah doesn't speak, Kere. the Mishnah doesn't mention Kere. um, um K- uh, Shor and Mave are Shain and Regal. So honey did he This fits in well with Shmuel that you'd need the separate phase, because he says Chavah Mazik to include Karen. Ela Rabbu Omand Tanah Shor bechol Milid Shor. But according to Rabbu he says Shor is all three aspects Karen, Chayin, Rados. So the Mishnah already taught Karen Chavah Mazik la Tuyemai. What would Chavah Mazik be coming to him teach? So he says No la Tuyem hold the upon him to include what we learned in a Brisek because he says la. At when, this, when we have this extra phrase in the Mishnah, to bring, to include the case of a Shomer Chinam, that's a, 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 someone guarding for free, a borrower, a paid guard, and a renter, where the dam, animal damaged in their The tam pays half damage and the muad pays nezek shalom. So we'll come back to analyze who, which animal, who's damaged whose. But basically the case is here, is I borrowed or I rented your ox, and it's in my garden and there's damaging there. The Gemara will discuss did my ox damage that one or did that one damage my one? Then it just continues. If this ox, if the friend, if the fence breaks down at night or bandits break open the fence and it goes out and damages, then he's exempt. Okay, but now we're going back to what did we mean when we said that if when he causes damage the damager is liable, and that's including, what's the case? So, Let's say, it's the lender's ox, damaged the borrower's ox. So let the lender say, if my ox, you borrowed my ox, if it would have damaged anyone else, you would be liable. So now you're telling me, though, that it damaged yours, I'm liable. Obviously not. You borrowed it, you're responsible for it. So if it would have gone and gored Ruvain's ox, you would be liable. So so to now it's gone and gawed your ox, you're liable. So it can't be that. So let's say the case is where the borrower damaged the lender's ox says lay let the lender say to him if this ox if someone again i lent you my ox if another ox would have got it you would be liable for full damages yeah. why because if you borrow something you're responsible for it regardless how it got damaged so he says so what now that it's your ox that damages my ox you're gonna only pay half damages. No, as a borrower, you're fully liable for my ox. So we're stuck. What's the case that this what what could it be referring to that it says basically the borrower um is liable for damages? So So actually the case is where the ox of the lender borrowed the ox of the shal. What's the case here? It's where the borrower, in the clauses of borrowing, he says I'm responsible to look after your ox but I'm not responsible for damage. It does. So that would be um, that um, there, that's why when it goes and gores the actual, the the actual owner the lender is the one who is liable in this case again as a shell all he's responsible for is to make sure it is not damaged but if it goes and damages then he would then the real the lender is liable <laughs> but then wait the next clause is we're going to run into trouble it says the yachts of hezeko potter if the fence broke at night or get gang- banded Again, broken. I imply that you didn't know it was broken. And the animal escapes. The shore that he borrowed escapes and goes and causes damage. He's exempt. But what did we emphasize? We emphasized Nifritz of Belayla. It implies that if it would have done caused damage during the day, then you'd be liable. It says, didn't you just tell me that the case of this raiser is where the borrower is not responsible for damages. So why would that? So he says, This is how you have to understand it. if he accepted upon himself to make sure that the ox doesn't cause damage, either borrower accept this, he would be liable, unless unless the fence was broken at night, or bandits broken, and then yotzev hoysheh, the yacht's He's eco If it goes out and causes damage, he is patur. Why? Uh, what's It's the it? owner's potter? Well, I'm actually not sure about the owner, but the lender. We're discussing the lender here. Yeah. And um, the lender's exempt. Jam- Why is the lender exempt? Because there's nothing he could do about it. Because the fence broke at night, and this ox went out and caused damage. Um. So therefore, he's exempt um, out of Oineis. Um Actually, I'm not sure about the owner, but I imagine the owner probably also. If you are careful to, uh, I don't know, you have a dog, and you're careful to keep the gate closed. And in you the middle the of the night, intense. if in the middle of the night uh, they robbers break open the gate and the dog runs out and bites someone. I don't, I don't think you're liable because it was out of your control. If it happened during the day, you see, you see people going in and out and they leave the gate open and you don't bother to close it, okay, then you're responsible. But at night, you should be exempt. No, another case, so all Okay, person. so let's go on to the next point. So, any e, is this true? Now we're going back to, remember, Rebelezes says that if a Shor Haniza... Sorry, if a shore damages in an area owned by both the Mazik and the Nizak, he's exempt. That's reliever. Really for regel and Regal and that he explained because the pasuk is acher, it damages in the other parties. I in the nizak rishus, in the other person's rishus, I in the Nizak's not this rishus belonging to both of them. But wait, what about what Rav Yosef taught Chotzer If you have a chotzer owned by in partners vahapunda, or an inn, chayev bohen vala you liable for both shein and Regal Now those are. That wouldn't. What about we saying we've <speaking in> reached <Hebrew> the other? You to tell Rabbi Elazar. This seems to reject Rabbi Elazar. So I'm not sure No, Rabbi Elazar will say to you, but hisburo manisa milo Kligi. But is it logical to say that the Mishnah is not arguing? Bahatanya arba klalos hayo Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar aymu ben Nezikin. Shimon said four rules by Nezikin. What are they? So first one, kol shahu reshus the If it's property that belongs to the nizak, the one who is damaged, the victim, and not to the mazik, in all types of damages, the owner will be liable. The mazik nizak. If it's the property belonging to the mazik and not the nizak, potum He's exempt from all of them. And we saw this story because I can say, what's your ox wandering around my, my field, my garden? Um, so therefore you exempt in all cases. Lezeh u lezeh kekan chatser ha-shutofing ba-ha-bikker if it where they both have rights in it. For example, a courtyard owned in partnership or a bika, an open field. Patur bo ala sheen ba-ala regel you exempt from sheen and regel. Al ha-ne-gicheh ba-la-negifeh ba-la-nesheh ba-la-rabitse ba-la-bietse and if it is... If the animal gored through keren, these are different types of keren. The tam pays half damages and the muad pays full damages. So again, if it, this is just qualifying, if it's property that's owned by both of them or they both have a right to be there, then um, you are liable for keren. What happens if it belongs to neither of them? a cause belonging to not you know them high of bone and shine and all regular you are liable for shine and regular alani kevalana shi kevalana give for vala beita and if it's caring gain the animal gors bats pushes, sits on something kicks something gain all maliciously carbonos al hazik so it's caring tamshanim khatfin ez mon mashalim nazeg so this is rabbi and also four principles ketani miyas. however we taught in a it mentioned Chotzer if, if it's a court if it's a courtyard only partnership or an open field, you exempt for shane and regal. So Hadadi, we have a contradiction between the two prices. Again, we have Rab Yosuch which says you would be a chotzer of a court a chotzer owned by two people or a pundak. Um You're liable for Shain and Regal, whereas here in Rabbi Shimon's price, so we said you're exempt from Shain and Regal in a Chotzer owned partnership. So, how are you going to resolve that? And that will help us with Rebbe Lezer. So, tanya he, Bechotzer, me, me, Bain, the Bain, the Schwari. No, that one, Chisman. Um. Um. When did we teach that brysa with the courtyard that is unique to the two parties and they both allow to put their, their payros, and their oxen are allowed to be there. That's why, again, if it's owned in partnership, they're both allowed to be there. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon says, exempt the case of Rav Yosef is a courtyard Where they are allowed to keep their Their peros there But they are not allowed to keep their Oxen there so regarding Shane it's the chotzer of the Nizak Your ox is not allowed to be there So your ox is in someone else's property It's where it's not allowed to be So it's his property and therefore it says if you did damage and, Deik and Tani, you can actually deduce this distinction. So, again, what's the distinction? That it makes a difference whether you're basically, we t- are discussing a chotzer owned by two people. There's just different uh, conditions in the partnership. In the one case, it's where you're allowed your ox there. Therefore, if it goes, it's not pisteacher. And the other case is where you're not allowed your ox there. Therefore, it is the other person's property. So, In the one price it said, a courtyard belonging to two people and an inn. I where you, your oxen aren't allowed in an inn. And therefore that's why you will be chayav. Whereas in the price of Rebbe Shimon, he compares it to uh, open field where the oxen would be allowed. And that's why you would be potash. That's conclusive. Matke Flore Ebizaira. Ebizaira challenged us. He says, But you're telling me that they're allowed to put their fruit there. Both parties are allowed to put their produce there. So that doesn't meet the requirement of someone else's field. It's also your field. So you should be exempt. There's says, No, Omar abaye, Abaya, Abaya said to him, Kivain Ene le shwarim, Sode, stay Acher, Corina Bay. Since it is not unique, since you're not allowed to put your ox there, that's considered stay Acher. So, very interestingly, this, when you look at this field from damages, you're looking almost from different angles. You're right. He's a 50% owner in this land, he's a partner in this land, but since he's not allowed to put his ox there, he is exempt. Sorry, he would be fire for Shane and Ragell. So it's because regarding his ox, it's not his field, it's the mm-hmm. there. Even though regarding putting, storing stuff there, he is allowed to, to join the ox. And they both got oxen, that means whoever's ox does the damage, is fire. Yeah. Because they're both allowed to be there. Well, the oxen aren't allowed to be there. It's a where they have an agreement that they allowed to store produce there, but not their oxen aren't allowed to be there. If their ox is allowed to be there, then he's exempt because it's not someone else's field, it's your field, your ox is allowed to be there. Okay, again, this is and this is regarding Shane Huragel. Ravina said Ravina Amorai Nami Well, once we've pointed out that the the Bryces don't argue. Let's say that the Amoraim don't answer. Above, we said that Rabchizda said you chad for Shane for Regal in a chotzer belonging to both of them. And Rabbi said that you potter from Shane and Regal in a chotzer belonging to both of them. So we can actually, we don't have to say that they're arguing. We can say that they're discussing different types of chotzes. The difference is, is your ox allowed to be there? So he says, in you can say that that's what they. Uh, Arguing it. The Intim Saloma pligi, and even if you want to say they are arguing, don't treat it as a blanket argument regarding um, Shane and Regal in a what says partners. Treat it as Bakushya de Rebizairah or the Peruka They're actually arguing in which one do you give more credibility to the question of Zera or the answer of Abaye. Again, Rebizairah, what did Zera ask? He says, does it count as stayacher because he's allowed to put his field there? So Rabbi Losser says um, that no, since he's allowed to put his fruit there, it's not stayacher. Whereas Rabchizda goes with a baye that says it is stayacher. Why? Because your ox is not allowed to be there. So again, they're not really arguing if you have a field owned in partnership. Where they both allow to be, they're not arguing there. They're only arguing in this. this. Subtle case, slightly more subtle case, where your oxen are not allowed to be there, but their produce is allowed to be there. Do we confirm that's there again regarding your ox? It is there your ox is not allowed to be there. But at the end of the day, it is your field. Obviously, there's a lot of depth to discuss. Why would how help to view it from the different perspectives? But let's carry on. Gufa, um, book Lannos. We mentioned up above the four rules. Choyor Rebbe Shimon Ben Elazar, Omer Rebbe Shimon Ben said. Sorry, let me read that again. Gufa, we mentioned up above. So we're gonna go into a teaching that we this price that we mentioned about. Rebishum ben alash they have four rules. If it belongs to the Nizak and not the Mazik, you're liable for all types. I care and chain and regal. It doesn't say you're liable how I read it for all types of damages, it says you're liable. I'm with all, Bikol, Bikulay Nezek, implying you're liable for full damages. Implying that if my ox runs into your field and goes your ox, I'm liable for full, da- full damages. Mani, who's the author of the That's actually Rebbe to Omar Mashuna Karen, unusual Karen, Bikhotzer HaNizak. Even in the Khatra and Nezek he has to pay full damages. Why do we call it Mashuna keren? Because there's some Karen that is not right. if you have a vicious animal, it's Mu'ad Mitchila. When we say Mashuna Karen, we're saying like an ox, which is unusual for it to damage with Salah Hazik. So that's the so that's Mashuna Karen and Rabbi Tarvon holds, if even though you normally say it's a a short time and it should be half damages, if it's in the Nizak's property, you pay full damages. So that's the first line of the Mishnah. But that, again, when it says, you liable, but you liable for full damages if it's Roshul and It says, aim safe, but wait, what about the last line? If it doesn't belong to either of them, for example, a courtyard that doesn't belong to... As someone else's court chart, you're liable for Shane and Regal. Now, what does it mean it doesn't belong to either of them? Says If you're going to say it doesn't belong to either of them, but rather to a third party, you're only liable for Shane and Regal if it's in the other's property, if it's in the Nizak's property. So Vilaika and you don't meet that requirement. So why would you say if it doesn't belong to either of them, you have for shine regal? That doesn't make sense. When it says it doesn't belong to either of them, it means it belongs to one of them. Uktani is safe, and what does it teach? Tam meshalem chatzinezek, umu'ad nezek Shalim. The tam pays half damages, and a muad pays full damages. Nezek Because, and that's like the Rabonet who say that even where it's meshooram keren, I assure tam in chatzeraam nizak, he still only pays half damages. Reisha Rabonet, so now we have a contradiction which the Gemara is going to highlight. But basically, in the first clause we said that we're saying if it's the Rushus hanizak, he's liable to full damages, like Rebitarfon. Tarfon. And now we've just established the sefer must also be discussing a case of the Rushus hanizak, and it says you're only liable for half damages with Karen. That's like Rabbanon. So Reisha, Rabbi Tarfon, the sefer Are you going to tell me that the first line is in line with the first clause is in line with Rebbe and the latter clause with Rabbanon? It says yeah, in. And this is how Shmuel said to Rabbi Huda. Shinana, sharp one. That's the nickname Shmuel t- called his uh, brilliant student Rabbi Huda. Leave the Mishnah. I don't follow the simple reading of the Mishnah. Don't get too caught up in trying to understand it. Follow after me. The first part is Rabbi Tarifun, and the second, part, the latter part is Rabbanim. So, yeah, you're right. It's a machloikes, Rabbi Tarifun and Rabbanim. And in Rabbi Shimon's four rules, it teaches it as two different opinions. It teaches two different opinions as two different rules. It says, Ravina, in the name of Ravina, gives a different explanation. It says, Kula Rebbe Tarfunhi, it's all Rebbe Tarfun. Oh, umay lola lola zen. what did we mean by a property belonging to neither of them? So again, in the previous version, we said... Um, a property belonging to neither of them means to the Nizak. Now I say, what does it mean? Lo lezeh lo peiros elo dechad It belongs to only one of them regarding peiros who's allowed to store their produce there. Lezeh o lezeh elishforim but they both allowed to store their, have their oxes there. Regarding Shane, it's the nizak because he's the only one who's allowed to Store his produce there. The Gabe Karen, Havele but regarding Karen, it's Roshus because the ox is allowed to be there. Um, I have to think about this a bit more because it seems to be the reverse of what we said above. Um, okay, but let's go on. We don't have time to uh, think about it. Says but wait, now there are only three cases. The first case is. There four cases. Well, we mentioned there four, but how we've just explained the last clause, it's actually just a combo of the first two. It's both of theirs, or then you hire for Karen, or it's one of theirs, and therefore you have for Shane, which is what it's what we've already mentioned. both. ...in the above rules. Are there only three cases? It says, says, Right, there are four rules of how to deal with it, but there are four types of property. Again, this fourth case is a different type of property. It's a property where they have different rights in what they're allowed to do in that property. So even though it's not uh, um, Because even though there's... The rules we already know how you're going to apply it, it is a different type of property. That's why it says form. Okay, next Mishnah. This Mishnah is all cryptic. And the Gemara Rashi, Rashi basically says the Gemara is going to explain each cross. I'm not going to explain when you go through the Mishnah. I'll just translate it. Shum Kesef. Monetary assessment. Shove Kesef. Monetary value. Bifnei, based in Balpi Aedim. If it's before, based in and adim and B'nai Khoirin, or B'ris, V'anoshim, if it belongs to free people, Jews, or woman, B'chlal HaNezek, they're included in the nizak, and both the nizak and the Mazek are involved in the payment. Okay, so we start off with the first one, Ma Shum Kesef, what do we mean by? Assess by money? so i Yehuda, Shum Zer Loh Yeheh, Elo B'Kesef, this um Evaluating of damages is based on money. What do you mean that? But this is teaching the same thing like we learned in the brisa. I'm going to translate it in one way. Says a cow that ends up damaging a garment, or a garment that ends up damaging a cow. Either cow's walking along and it trips on the garment, kind of like that. We don't say okay, just give the cow to the owner of the talus, or give the garment to the owner of the cow, You evaluate it financially. Right? You can't just kind of write it off, say, oh, my talus damaged your ox, here's the talus. No, you've got to work out how much damage did it cause, and that's how much I owe. kesef. What happened? What do we mean by Shaveh Kesef? So the Torah, Rabbonon we learned in the Brisa right. so Shaveh Kesef. Malamed Chayim Beis Din is collecting Ellen and Chassim Shayish Machrayas. If Beis are getting involved in a court case, they are only going to collect from land. Aval in Kodam Nizak betofas nataltelin. However, if the Nizak grab, nataltin Beis Din goyin the Beis will collect it from them. I, the Maz, with the Mazik, the Nizak sues the guy in court and basically says, okay, yes, you owe the money, and i will go and take from land to pay back. And they won't go take from Mataltalev. However, if the Nizak just grabbed a whole lot of land, uh, I he saw your bag sitting on the table, so he grabbed it. Then Bezdin will use that to pay back with. It says, Oma Mar, Shove Sha'in Malamid, Sha'ain, Bezdin, Niskokin, Ellen. Pardon? Yeah, let's carry on. Yeah, I think it will clarify your question. It says, Oma yeah. Mar, Shove Sha'in Malamid, Sha'ain, Bezdin, Niskokin, Ellen, and Chosim, Sheesh, Le Mar said, that Shove teaches us that Bezdin only attached lamb to pay for the damages. It says, My mashma. How do you see that from the words, Shove Kesef? Shabek keseh means a monetary equivalent. Isn't that how we normally translate it? He says, We're going to give a few kol Something that could be acquired for all the money. I generally, with metaltalin, what happens if someone pays too much? That's onna. The deal is cancelled. This is what we're going to say now. Um, but when it comes to land, no matter how much the person spends, there's no onna. So, if I just want to buy well, us. Above yeah, so that's ona, but that's only with matavskin, that's not with land. No. There's no ona with land. So, that's, the, so, so that's what kol kezev means, shove kol kezev, something you could spend all your money on and it would still be a valid deal. It says, oh my nihu, what, what is this? Something you could spend all your money, dover no, something that does not have ona, i land. That's how we see it. Means land. Shave kesef I something that could be equal to all your money. That's land. It says oh because there's no onna. It says avodim v'shtaros nami ein onna. Avodim v'shtaros there is also no ona. So that doesn't work, because then if you're going to translate Kesev as something which doesn't have Onah, we well we want to translate it as land, but it would also apply to our Shtara, so that doesn't work. Interesting enough, Rashi says he doesn't know where we see that Starus don't have onah, and Tos would say. Sorry, no that's another point. That's not uh, sorry, that's something else. Um El Omar Rabba Barula said we mean something that the Kenyan is through Kesef. We know if I'm buying the I have to do another Kenyan like Mashicha or Kenyan, you know. But if you're buying land, as soon as you've handed over the money, the Kenyan takes effect. So it's not about Avodim and I Avodim are also acquired with land. This is okay. now this is what I'm saying. Here Rashi says, where do we see that Shtaros are acquired with uh, Kesef? And Toswah says, therefore, you should actually take sh- take out Shtaros from the text. Yeah. Okay, but that's a side point. El Omar Ravashi, so rather Ravashi says, Shove Kesef, how does Shove Kesef mean land? Kesef, Velo Kesef. Vahani Kudu Kesef Ninu. And these, Matantin are the equivalent of land, of of, of money. Aye, when we say shave kesef, he's saying not things that are considered actual kesef, and we know regarding the Zikin, all the taltei are considered actual kesef. Okay, so that's where we're holding up. Okay, so now we see shave kesef means land. I so based in are only going to take money for payment with land. I think they're going to, if, sorry, for payment from the Zikin, if they have to go force the guy to pay, they're going to only take land. It says, the price that we just taught. Said that Shavu' Kesef means basically not only going to take land, but we learnt in a brisht that we saw earlier on in the Mesecta that when it says Yoshev it implies even Subin. Ah, uh, you can pay. You don't only pay with land. You can take any, even metal Subin is bread. Is yes? bread. Bread. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a document to say that somebody has me money. No, 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 no. Subin is that it's saying that you can get paid with anything. It uh-huh. says anything that has a monetary value. Uh-huh. So okay. again, so why is this price saying uh-huh. Bayesian are only going to collect from? This price is, our price we just learned, say Bayesian, if they have to go get payment for damages, they're going to go collect from, land. Uh-huh. Whereas the other price implies no, they'll collect from even metaltolin, any metaltolin. Says, on my skin and what are we dealing with here Yasmi <speaking in foreign language> this that Basin can only collect from land is with orphans I again their father's property did damage and now they inherit it and Basin are coming to collect payment or there's this debt on the estate Basin will only take it from land or I yasmi I a safefer but in he be asked me am I basing Says, but wait, the next clause was that if, or a later clause was that if he grabs metaltalin, based in will take for the loan, will for the for the damages to pay for the damages from those metaltolin. But again, why? If it's orphans, you, they couldn't. So again, you're telling me, so Ruvain's ox damaged. His children have inherited his estate they did want to get collect for the damages that Ruvain's the father owed they're going to take from land they would not be alive. even if the mazik grabbed even if the nizak grabbed that he would still be liable he would they would have to you'd have to return them yes he would have to return the entirely so no but oh my Robert, this is in line with rover Oma Rav Nachman, in the name of Rav Nachman, that Robert said in the name of Rav Nachman, Shetafaz Mechaim. That's where he grabbed it while the father was still alive. Hachanami Hanami Shetafaz So to hear this case would be where he grabbed it while he still alive. Alright, what happened here? So basically he grabbed the money, he ran out, and then they went to Basin and Basin said, return the money. Yes. Um, so you know, going for land because it's an orphan. No, no, no. So slightly differently. Here he's saying that based in say, ex- um, you, if if he's only going to claim payment and the estate's already with the orphans, like we said, he co- he can only collect in that. But that's what Bayes the sure. If what happens if so, Ruvein's off damaged him The father's alive. That's the father. While Ruvein, the father is alive, he goes and he takes some to have security to collect for the damages. Yes, and then the know. father, Ruvain, does. Since he's already holding the honor from when Ruvain was alive, he can keep it. Um, yeah, Rashi adds a point, but just because of the time, I think, let's go on, Bifnai Um Then we said, sorry, Bifnai Beisdin before Beisdin. So, so this is what I wanted to bring from Rashi. is If you look at the Mishnah, we, where's Beisdin going on? He understands it as... The hafemin of the Qumran is Shum Keseth, monetary assessment, which you've explained. Shove kesef bifne in, when Shove Keseth is before based in i implying what land, remember Shove Kesef means land, what land can be used to pay for the. What land can be used to pay for the Nezikin? That's Bishne based in Aye, that hasn't been sold. That's the. That's how we understand. It says, nechosef, based in. This would exclude someone who sold the assets and then went to Beisdin. Aye, so you cause damage. You quickly sell your assets and spend the money. You're going to have to spend the money, otherwise you'll have money to pay for, your, for the damages. And then you go to, to uh, it. Beislin aren't going to go after the Lekuchas. We could learn from here, and basically this is not true, so this chat doesn't work. If you lend money, if you borrow money and then sell your assets, and only afterwards you sued in Beislin to pay back the loan, you say Beislin would not collect it from them. We know that's not true. As soon as you take out the loan, you have a lien on the land, regardless of whether you've sued him in Bayesden for it, regardless of whether the loan's been processed in Bayesden, when in when the time comes to pay, Bayesden will go and collect from the Lekuchin, from incumbent property. So it should be the same thing banazikin. What difference does it make whether you've been to Bayesden or not? When the damage happened, there was land you were entitled to collect from. And then he sold it so you can collect it later. So he says, no, um, what it means before based in it's coming to exclude a based in of regular people. What does that mean? For certain, for like class and stuff and unusual damages, you can't have a court of three people. You have to have a court of dayonim with smitha. Remember, that's the special uh, Smicha, we talk about, handed down from Moshe to Yeshua to etc., throughout the ages. Those are the type of judges that have to sit on many of the cases of Neziki. Not all the cases, but many of the cases of Neziki. And that's what it says. Bifnei Bezdin are oh, proper based in, not a based in with what we call Smicha nowadays. Knasot and unusual types of damages you can, can, cannot collect from a, from the sort of Bezdin are speaking about. Okay, we'll leave it there yeah, for today. Okay, good morning. Today's daf is Daph Yud Dalid. We're still on Daph Yud. Gimel Hamud um, about two-thirds of the way down. It starts with uh, Chutz. So Chutz M'Ru Shus HaM'Yu Mizak Le Mazik. The Mishnah said you're not liable in property that is owned by the Mazik. Very simply, you're sure something of yours wanders into my property and my ox or my dog attacks it. I'm not liable, says the Omar my boy, because he can say, What's your ox doing in my property? Then we mention if it's property owed by both the Nizak and the mazik So now we're gonna just discuss. Remember there's Karen, which you liable in um rishus Harabim, and theoretically if you went into someone else's property, you'd also be liable. The Shane and Regal where the PostgreSQL Via Biste Akher when you uh when your animal grazes or tramples stuff in someone else's field. So how do we, how do we view property owned by both parties? So Amar Abkhaz the Amar Avimi, Khatra Shotaf in Khayev boala shame va alaregal. Avk is said the name of Avimi, uh Khat owned by partners, liable for both shane and regal. And this is how you understand the Mishnah. Except for, uh, yeah, I should just go back and read the Mishnah to make it a little bit clearer, the issue we're trying to resolve. Uh, where is the Mishnah? I don't know what's going um... Okay, but otherwise the Mishnah says um the Mishnah says it's it's not clear. There's two lines where it says chutz as we just read chutz mishus. It says chutz mishus hamiyucheres lemazik, and then it says Rav Chizkiah says chutz mishus hamiyucheres lemazik the parur, and he says as a separate clause, the mishus hanizak vahamazik. And the property of the Mizak and the Mazik, if it's a property owned in partnership, mazik. When you damage, the Mazik is liable. So you see, he's reading those two phrases of chutz, um, mazik, um, mazik, as one phrase. That's Chizda, And therefore, you're liable for Shane and Regal if it damages in a... Chots are owned by both parties. Rebilazer, Potter al Shein and Regal. Rebilazer says, You potr with Shein and Regal, and this is what it's saying. Chot merishus la uchezet but forishus ha-nizak mazik. except for property that is specific to the mazik, and property that is for both of them. Nami potr, you also potr. And then as a separate clause, Keshihid zikha vahamazek, and if he damages the mazik is liable that's latoya karen to include karen so Lazer learns that again it's where they're putting the commas in the mishnah according to Rab is you join together mazik, mazik, to say that you potu sorry that's maybe and then the next clause hava mazik, is to teach that you're liable for karen Whereas according to Rabbi no, you read it as, and then, when you damage your libel, as one. So, Rabbi also fits in very well with Shmuel. Remember, Shmuel said that what when the Mishnah says, shor, sure, that's um, shame, and mother, no, Shmuel says, Sure. um he says the Mishnah doesn't speak Karen the Mishnah doesn't mention Karen it's sh- um um k- uh, shore and nave are shain and regel so honeyish Shmuel? this fits in well with shmuel that you need the separate phase because he says khamaz to include Karen halel rab the oman kana Shor bechol milide shor but according to rab he says shore is all three aspects karen shain regel so the mishnah already taught karen what would Chav Hamazik be coming to teach? So he says, no, to include what we learned in a brayse, when we have this extra phrase in the Mishle, to bring, to include the case of a that's a someone guarding for free, a borrower, a paid guard, and a renter where the da- animal damaged in there is shus, tam nezek, or muad nezek shalem. The tam pays half damage, and the muad pays nezek shalom. So, we'll, we'll come back to analyze who, which animal, who, who's damaged whose. But basically, the case is here, yeah, is I borrowed or I rented your oxen and it's in my garden, and there's damaging there. The Gemara will discuss did my ox damage that one or did that one damage my one? Then it just continues, If this ox, if the friend, if the fence breaks down and night or bandits break open the fence and it goes out and damages, then he's exempt. Okay, but now we're going back, because what did we mean when we said that if when he causes damage the damager is liable, and that's including. What's the case? So, let's say it's the lender's ox damaged the borrower's ox. So, let the lender say, If my ox, you borrowed my ox, if it would have damaged anyone else, you would be liable. So now you're telling me though that it damaged yours, I'm liable. Obviously not. You borrowed it. You're responsible for it. So if it would have gone and gored Ruvain's ox, you would be liable. So so to now it's gone and gored your ox, you're liable. So it can't be that. So let's say the case is where the borrower damaged the lender's ox. Let the lender say to him If this ox If someone Again I lent you my ox If another ox would have got it You would be liable for full damages yeah. Why? Because if you borrow something you're responsible for it Regardless how it got damaged So he says So what? now that it's your ox that damages my ox you're gonna only pay half damages. No, as a borrower you're fully liable for my ox. So we're stuck. What's the case that this what what could it be referring to that it says basically the borrower um, is liable for damages? So the So actually the case is where the Ox of the lender borrowed the ox of the shal. What's the case here? It's where the borrower, in the clauses of borrowing, he says, I'm responsible to look after your ox, but I'm not responsible for damage. It does. So that would be um, that um, there, that's why when it goes and gores, the actual, the the actual owner the lender is the one who is liable in this case again as a shell all he's responsible for is to make sure it is not damaged but if it goes and damages then he would then the real the lender is liable <inaudible> but then wait the next clause is we're going to run into trouble it says the yachts of hezeko potter if the fence broke at night or gang- bandits Again, broken. I imply that you didn't know it was broken. And the animal escapes. The shore that he borrowed escapes and goes and causes damage. He's exempt. But what did we emphasize? We emphasized It Says Hoba implies that if it would have done cause damage during the day, then you'd be liable. It says, Didn't you just tell me that the case of this braiser is where the borrower is not responsible for damages. So why would that? So he says, nah, This is how you have to understand it. If he accepted upon himself to make sure that the ox doesn't cause damage, either borrower accept this, he would be liable unless Unless the fence was broken at night or bandits broken and then Yosef Hosea the yacht's He's eco-potter. If it goes out and causes damage, he is potter. Why? Uh, what's It's potter, the owner's potter. Well, I'm actually not sure about the owner, but the lender. We're discussing the lender here. Yeah. Um, and the lender's exempt. Why is the lender exempt? Because there's nothing he could do about it. Because the fence broke at night, and this ox went out and caused damage. Um. So therefore, he's exempt um, out of Oines. Um Actually, I'm not sure about the owner, but I imagine the owner probably also. If you are careful to, uh, I don't know, you have a dog, and you're careful to keep the gate closed. And in it's the middle of the night, test. if in the middle of the night uh, they robbers break open the gate and the dog runs out and bites someone. I don't, I don't think you're liable because it was out of your control. If it happened during the day, you see, you see people going in and out and they leave the gate open and you don't bother to close it, okay, then you're responsible, but at night you should be exempt. that's an okay so we'll be all in the middle Okay, so see, yeah. let's go on to the next point. So, yeah. any is this true? Now we're going back to, remember, Rebelezes says that if a Shor Haniza Sorry, if a shore damages in an area owned by both the Mazik and the Nizak, he's exempt, that's Rebbe really for Shain and Regal, and that he explained because the Pasuk is damages in the other parties, i.e., in the Nizak's reshush, in the other person's Roshus, I in the Nizak's not this Roshus belonging to both of them. But wait, what about what Rav Yosef taught? If you have a Chotzer owned by in partners, or an inn, you're liable for both Shain and Regal. Now those are. That wouldn't. What about we saying we've established you've to the Rabbi Elazar. This seems to reject Rabbi Elazar. So I'm not No, Rabbi Elazar will say to you, but his brother Manisa Milo Kligi. But is it logical to say that the Mishnah is not arguing? Bahatanya Arba Klalos Hayo Rabbi Shimon Ben Elazar Aymu Ben Nezikin. Rabbi Shimon said four rules by Nezikin. What are they? So first one, Kol Shahu Rishus if it 's property that belongs to the nizak the one who is damaged the victim and not to the Mazik in all types of damages, the owner will be liable the Mazik nizak if it 's the property belonging to the Mazik and not the nizak he's exempt from all of them and we saw the story because I can say what 's your ox wandering around my, my field, my garden?" Um, so therefore you exempt in all cases. Lezeh u lezeh kekan chatser ha-shutofin ha if it where they both have rights in it. For example, a courtyard owned in partnership or a bikker, an open field. Patur ba ala sheen ba-ala regel you exempt from sheen and regel. Al ha-ne-gicheh ba-la-negifeh ba-la-nesheh ba-la-rabitse ba-la-bietse and if it is... If the animal gored through keren, these are different types of keren. The tam pays half damages and the muad pays full damages. So again, if it, this is just qualifying, if it's property that's owned by both of them or they both have a right to be there, then um, you are liable for keren. What happens if it belongs to neither of them? A chote belonging to not y'all know them. Chayev po no. ala shame ba ala regal. You are liable for shame and regal. Ala ne gicha wa ala ne shicha wa ala be'ita. And if it's karen, again, if the animal gores, bats, pushes, sits on something, kicks something, again, all maliciously, al hazik, So it's keren. Tamashalim chate nezik, mu'n mashalim nezek sholem. So this is Rabbi Elazor's four principles. Ketani Mias, However, we taught in a, a dimension, Chotzer Vahabika, poturba ala If it's a if it's a courtyard owned in partnership or an open field, you exempt for shein and regel. So kasha We have a contradiction between the two prices. Again, we have Rav Yosef which says you would be a chotzer of a court a owned by two people or a pondag. Um, you're liable for China and regal. Whereas here in Rebbe Shimon's price, we said you're exempt from China and regal in a chotzer owned partnership. So how are you going to resolve that? And that will help us with Rebelazer. So ki tanya he, that that's Um When did we teach that brisa with the courtyard that is unique to the two parties, and they both allowed to put their their payros and their oxen are allowed to be there? That's why, again, if it's owned in partnership, they're both allowed to be there, and therefore Rabbi Shimon says exempt. The case of Rav Yosef is a courtyard where they're allowed to keep their their payros there, but they're not allowed to keep their oxen there. So regarding Shane, it's the chotzer of the Nizak. Your ox is not allowed to be there. So your ox is in someone else's property. It's where it's not allowed to be. So it's his property, and therefore it's as if you did damage. And dekenami diktani, you can actually deduce this distinction. So again, what's the distinction? That it makes a difference whether you're, basically, it's, we t- are discussing a chotzer owned by two people. There's just different uh, conditions in the partnership. In the one case, it's where you're allowed your ox there. Therefore, if it goes, it's not piste And the other case is where you're not allowed your ox there. Therefore, it is the other person's property. So diktani hacha hasam de bika shmaminah. In the one price it said, a courtyard belonging to two people and an inn. I where you, your oxen aren't allowed in an inn, and therefore that's why you will be chayav. Whereas in the price of Rabbi Shimon, he compares it to uh, open field where the oxen would be allowed, and that's why you would be potash. Mamina, that's conclusive. Rabbi Zehra challenges us, he says, He says, but you're telling me that They're allowed to put their fruit there Both parties are allowed to put their produce there So that doesn't mean the requirement of Someone else's field It's also your field So you should be exempt Since it is not unique. Since you're not allowed to put your ox there, that's considered stay acher. So very interestingly, this, when you look at this field from damages, you're looking almost from different angles. You're right. He's a 50% owner in this land. He's a partner in this land. But since he's not allowed to put his ox there, he is exempt. Sorry, he would be higher for Shane and Rainbow. So it's because regarding his ox, it's not his field, it's the Even though regarding putting, storing stuff there, he is allowed to, to join our If And they both got oxen, that means whoever's ox does the damage, well, the alive. Yeah. Because they're both allowed to be there. Well, the oxen aren't allowed to be there. It's a chatsa where they have an agreement that they're allowed to store produce there, but not their oxen aren't allowed to be there. If their ox is allowed to be there, then he's exempt because it's not someone else's field, it's your field, your ox is allowed to be there. Okay, Omale Rab again this is this is regarding Shane Huragal. Omale Rabakamidti Lavina Rabakamidti, said Ravina Layma midama mis loi pligi, amorai namiloi plegi. Well once we've pointed out that the the brises don't argue. Let's say that the Amoraim don't answer. Above, we said that Rabchizda said you chad for Shane for Regal in a chotzer belonging to both of them. And Rabbi said that you potto from Shane and Regal in a chotzer belonging to both of them. So we can actually, we don't have to say that they're arguing. We can say that they're discussing different types of chotzer. The difference is, is your ox allowed to be there? So he says, in you can say that that's what they. Uh, Arguing it. The Inti and and even if you want to say they are arguing, don't treat it as a blanket argument regarding um, Shane and Regal in a Chotz partners. Treat it as Bakushya de Rebbe or the Peruka da They're actually arguing in which one do you give more credibility to the question of Rebbe or the answer of Abaye. Again, Rebbe what did Rebbe Zaira ask? He says, does it count as stayacher because he's allowed to put his field there? So Rabbi Losser says um, that no, since he's allowed to put his fruit there, it's not stayacher. Whereas Rabchizda goes with the baya that says it is stayacher. Why? Because your ox is not allowed to be there. So again, they're not really arguing if you have a field owned in partnership. Where they both allow to be, they're not arguing there. They're only arguing in this subtle case, slightly more subtle case, where your oxen are not allowed to be there, but their produce is allowed to be there. Do we confirm that's stayacher Again, regarding your ox. It is stayacher. your ox is not allowed to be there. But at the end of the day, it is your field. Obviously, there's a lot of depth to discuss why we'd help to view it from the different perspectives. But let's carry on. Um, gufa, We mentioned up above. The four rules. Haya Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, Ayme Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar said, "Sorry, well, let me read that again." Gufa, we mentioned up above. So we're going to go into a teaching that we, the bracha that we mentioned about. Arba klados Haya Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Ayme ben Nizak. Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, the four rules. Kol b'kol. If it belongs to the Nizak and not the Mazik, you're liable for all types. I like care in and regal. Ala kol loy tani elochayv b'kol. It doesn't say you're liable, how I read it, for all types of damages. It says you're liable um, with all, but all. Bekuley nezek, implying you're liable for full damages. Implying that if my ox runs into your field and causes your ox, I'm liable for four da- full damages. Mani, who's the author? for you? that's actually Rebbi Omar Mishuna Karen, unusual but Bekotzer HaNizak, even in the Chutzre, Nizak, Nezek Shalei he has to pay full damages. Why do we call it Meshune Keren? Because there's some Keren that is not. If you have a vicious animal, it's Muad Mitchila. When you say Meshune Keren, we're saying like an ox, which it's unusual for it to damage with Kavono Sala Hazik. So that's the. So that's Meshune Keren. And Rabbi Tarfon holds if even though you normally say it's a, sh- a short term, and it should be half damages, if it's in the Nizak's property, you pay full damages. So that's the first line of the Mishnah. But so that, again, when it says, you liable, you liable for full damages if it's Rishush Nizak. It says, safe, but wait, what about the last line? If it doesn't belong to either of them, for example, a courtyard that doesn't belong to... As someone else's court chart, bala bala you're liable for shane and regal. Now my What does it mean it doesn't belong to either of them? elo If you're gonna say it doesn't belong to either of them, but rather to a third party, you're only liable for shane and regal if it's in the other's property, or if it's in the Nizak's property. So, v'leika, and you don't meet that requirement. So, why would you say, if it doesn't belong to either of them, you're Ha'afashan and Regal? That doesn't make sense. When it says it doesn't belong to either of them, it means it belongs to one of them. Uktani and what does it teach? Tam Meshalim Chatzinezek, Umoed Meshalim Nezek Shalim The Tam pays half damages and a muad pays full damages Ude Because, and that's like the Rabonet who say that even where it's Meshune Kerim, I assure Tam in Chotra Nizak He still only pays half damages Reisha Rabonet So now we have a contradiction which the Gemara is going to highlight. But basically in the first clause we said that we're saying if it's the Rushus Hanizak, he's liable to full damages like Rebi And now we've just established the Safer must also be discussing a case of the Rushus Hanizak. And it says you're only liable for half damages with Karen. That's like Rapono. So, Rasha Rebbe Tafon, Vesey, Rabbonon, are you going to tell me that the first line is in line with, the first clause is in line with Rabbi and the latter clause with Rabbonon? It says, Yeah, in. To ha Shmuel Rabihuda, And this is how Shmuel said to Rabbi Huda. Shinana, sharp one. That's the nickname Shmuel called his uh, brilliant student Rabi Huda. Shavuk, manisin, vatoa basrai. Leave the Mishnah, I don't follow the simple reading of the Mishnah, don't get too caught up in trying to understand it, follow after me. Reisha The first part is Rebbe Tarifun and the second, part, the latter part is Rabbonin. So yeah, you're right. It's a machloikes, Rebbe Tarifun and Rabbanan. And in Rebbe Shimon's four rules, it teaches it as two different opinions teaches two different opinions, there's two different rules. It says, Ravina, in the name of Rava, gives a different explanation. It says, Kula it's all oh, what did we mean by a property belonging to neither of them? So again, in the previous version, we said, um, a property belonging to neither of them means to the Nizai. Now I say, what does it mean? It belongs to only one of them regarding Peyros, who's allowed to store their produce there, L'zeh, or L'zeh, but they both allowed to store, their, have their oxes there. regarding Shain, it's the Chotser Anizak, because he's the only one who's allowed to store his produce there. but regarding Karen, it's Rishusha Rabin because the ox is allowed to be there. Um... I have to think about this a bit more because it seems to be the reverse of what we said above. Um, Okay, but let's go on. We don't have time to uh, think about it. It says, but wait now, there are only three cases. The first case is... No, isn't it? Four. Well, we mentioned therefore, but how we've just explained the last clause, it's actually just a combo of the first two. It's both of theirs, or then you hire for Karen, or it's one of theirs, and therefore you hire for Shane, which is what, it's what we've already mentioned both of those in the above rules. are there only three cases. It says, Omar ibn by Yitzchak, says, <laughs> Arba right there are four rules of how to deal with it but there are four types of property again this fourth case is a different type of property it's a property where they have different rights in what they're allowed to do in that property so even though it's not uh um <coughs> even even, yeah, even though there's the rules we already know how you're going to apply it it is a different type of property that's why it says for okay next Mishnah. this Mishnah is all cryptic, and the gemara rashi rashi basically says the gemara is going to explain each cross i'm not going to explain when you go through the Mishnah. i'll just translate it shum kesef monetary assessment shove kesef monetary value if based in balpi adim if it's before based in and and by adim bnei choyrin or bnei bris if it, belo- if it belongs to free people, Jews or women, they're included in the nizak, and both the nizak and the mazik are involved in the payment. Okay, so we start off with the first one. What do we mean by assess by money? So i shum This um, evaluating of damages is based on Money. What do you mean that? But this is teaching the same thing like we learned in the Brysa. I'm going to translate it in one way. It says, A cow that ends up damaging a garment. Or a garment that ends up damaging a cow. Either cow's walking along and it trips on the garment, kind of like bor. We don't say, okay, just give the cow. To the owner of the talus, or give the garment to the owner of the cow. You evaluate it financially. Right? You can't just kind of write it off, say, Oh, my talus damaged your ox, here's the talus. No, you've got to work out how much damage did it cause, and that's how much I owe. What happened? What do we mean by Shove Kesef? So the Torah, we learned to the right, says Kesef, Malam and Chaim, Basin, Niskoking, Elan and Chosim, Sheish Le Machrayas. If Basin are getting involved in a court case, they're only going to collect from land. Avalim, Kodam, Nizak, Vetofas, Nataltalin. However, if the Nizak grabbed Nataltin, Basin, Govin, Lomehem, the Basin will collect it from them. I, the Maz, With the Mazik, the Nizak sues the guy in court and basically says, okay, yes, you owe the money and they'll go and take from land to pay back. And they won't go take from matalim. However, if the Nizak just grabbed a whole lot of land, and I he saw your bag sitting on the table so he grabbed it. Then Bezdin will use that to pay back with. It says, Oma Mar, Shove Kesef, Malamid, Sha'im, is Kokin Elen, Pardon? Yeah, let's carry Yeah, I think it will clarify your question. It says, Oma Mar, Shove Kesef, Malamid, Sha'im, Bezdin, Niskokin, Elen, and Chosim, Shehesh, yeah. Le Machrayos. Mar said, that Shove Kesef teaches us that Bezdin only attached lamb to pay for the damages. It says, My mashma. How do you see that from the words, Shove Shabek means a monetary equivalent. Isn't that how we normally translate it? Yeah. She says, We're going to give a few kol Something that could be acquired for all the money. I generally, with Mataltalin, what happens if someone pays too much? That's onna. The deal is cancelled. This is what we're going to say now. Um, but when it comes to land, no matter how much the person spends, there's no onna. So if I just want to buy, yeah, so that's ona, but that's only with metal. That's not with land. There's no ona with land. So that's the. So so that's what kol kezef means. Shove kol kezef, something you could spend all your money on, and it would still be a valid deal. Says, oh my, nihu. What what is this? Something you could spend all your money? Dover shaylo, no, something that does not have ona. I land. That's how we see it. Means land. Shobekesef, kesef i something that could be equal to all your money. That's land. It says oh, because there's no ona. Says avodim v'shtaros nami ein lahem ona. Avodim v'shtaros there is also no ona. So that doesn't work, because then if you're going to translate Shavekesim as something which doesn't have Onah, we we want to translate it as land, but it would also apply to our Starus, so that doesn't work. Interesting enough, Rashi says he doesn't know where we see that Starus don't have onah, and Tos would say. Sorry, no that's another point. That's not uh, sorry, that's something else. Um El Omar Rabba Barula Rabbarula said we mean something that the Kenyan is through Kesef. We know if I'm buying the I have to do another Kenyan like Mashicha or Kenyan, you know. But if you're buying land, as soon as you've handed over the money, the Kenyan takes effect. So it's not about Avodim and Starus, Avodim and are also acquired with land. This is again, okay. now this is what I'm saying. Here Rashi says, where do we see that Shtaros are acquired with uh, kesef?" And Tosva say therefore you should actually take us sh- take out Shtaros from the text. Yeah. Okay, but that's a side point. El Omravashi rather Rabashi says, Shobi Kesef. How does Shobi Kesev mean land? Shobi Kesef Velo Kesef. Vahani kudu kesef minu." And these metantlin are the equivalent of land of 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 money. When we say Shove Kesef, he's saying not things that are considered actual kesef. And we know regarding the zikin, all the taltalin are considered actual kesef. Okay, so that's where we're holding out. Okay, so now we see Shove Kesef means land. Right, so, based in, are only going to take money for payment with land. I think they're going to... If, sorry, for payment from the Zikin, if they have to go force the guy to pay, they're going to only take that. The price that we just taught said that shovel means basically not only gonna take land. But we learned in a price of this we saw earlier on in the Masehta that when it says Yoshiv it implies even Subin. Ah, I you can pay you don't only pay with land, you can take any, even metaltadin Altin. And subin, <laughs> which is Subin is Brad. Yes? Bram. Yeah. I thought it was a document to say that somebody has been money. No, 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 no. Subin is that it's saying that you can get paid with anything. It uh-huh. says anything that has a monetary value. Uh-huh. So again, so why is this price saying Bayesian are only going to collect from this price is our price we just learned say Bayesian if they have to go get payment for damages they're going to go collect from land uh-huh. whereas the other price in class, no, they'll collect from even metaltalin, any metaltalin. There's no my skin, and what are we dealing with here? yasmi. This that Basin can only collect from land is with orphans. I again, their father's property did damage, and now they inherit it, and Basin are coming to collect payment, or there's this debt on the estate, Basin will only take it from land. Oh, I, he be asked me, Am I based in Says, but wait, the next clause was that if or a later clause was that if he grabs based in will take for the loan, will for the for the damages to pay for the damages from those metaltalin But again, why? If it's orphans, you they couldn't. So again, you're telling me so Ruvain's ox damaged. His children have inherited his estate. They didn't want to get collect for the damages that Ruvain's the father owed. They're going to take from land. They would not be allowed. Even if the mazik grabbed, even if the Mizak grabbed, it, he would still be liable. He would. They would have to. would have to return the matatli. Yes, he would have to return the So no, but Omar oh this is in line with rova. Umar Rav Nachman, in the name of Rav Nachman, that brother said in the name of Rav Nachman, Shetafaz my Chaim. That's where he grabbed it while the follower was still alive. Haqanami Shetafaz my So to hear this case would be where he grabbed it while he was still alive. Aye, what happened here? So basically he grabbed the money, he ran out, and then they went to Basin and Basin said, return the money. Yes. Um, so you're gonna, you're gonna no. For land it's an no, no, no. So slightly that's differently. Here he's saying that based in say, ex- um, if if he's only going to claim payment and the estate's already with the orphans, like we said, he he can only collect from land, That's what basically make if sure. the If what happens if sir Ruvai off damaged him The father's alive. That's the father. While Ruvain the father is alive, he goes and he takes some to have security to collect for the damages, yes, and then the father Ruvain does, since he already holding the honor from when Ruvain was alive, he can keep it. Um, yeah, rashi adds a point, but just because of the time, I think let's go on. Bifne based in um Then we said, yeah, sorry, Bifne based in before bazedin. So so this is what I wanted to bring from Rashi is, if you look at the Mishnah. We, uh, where's Bazdin going on? He understands it as sh- the, the Hafamin of the Gemara is Shum Keseth, Manitriya Seth, which you've explained, Shove Keseth Bifne Bazdin, when Shove Keseth is before Bazdin. i implying what land, remember Shove means land what land can be used to pay for the what land can be used to pay for the nazikin? that's Bifne based in i that hasn't been sold that's the that's how we understand this this would exclude someone who sold the assets and then went to basic I so you cause damage you quickly sell your assets and spend the money you're gonna have to spend the money, otherwise you'll have money to pay for the damages, and then you go to to uh, Bezdin. Bezdin aren't gonna go after the Lukuchas. Shmamina We could learn from here, and basically this is not true. So this trick doesn't work. Shmamina If you lend money, if you borrow money and then sell your assets, but and only afterwards you sued in Bezdin to pay back the loan. Ain't based in Kovel my head. You say based in would not collect it from them. We know that's not true. As soon as you take out the loan, you have a lien on the land, regardless of whether you've sued him and based in for it, regardless of whether the loan's been processed in based in. When based in, when the time comes to pay, based in will go and collect from the Lukuchin, from incumbent property. Yeah. So it should be the same thing, Banazikin. What difference does it make whether you've been to based in or not? When the damage happened. There was land you were entitled to collect from. And then he sold it so you can collect it later. So he says, no. Um, What it means before based in, it's coming to exclude a based in of regular people. What does that mean? For certain, for like knasot and stuff, and unusual damages, you can't have a court of three people. You have to have a court of dayonim with smitha. Remember, that's the smesh, special uh, smicha we talk about, handed down from Moshe to Joshua, to etc. throughout the ages. Those are the type of judges that have to sit on many of the cases of Neziki. Not all the cases, but many of the cases of Neziki. And that's what it says, if they're proper based in, not a based in with what we call smicha nowadays, knasot and unusual types of damages you can, can, cannot collect from a, from the sort of based in are speaking about. Okay, we'll leave it there for yeah, today. Sure. Yeah.